Abla English. Welcome, everybody. This is John. Um, you know, we're trying to learn how to speak English. So, what I do for you is I speak slower and I speak words that I might have already used. And I speak in, you know, like a normal tone, but I slow it down just a little bit. Not a lot, because you still have to learn how to speak and listen to English in a normal sounding way. So just because I speak a little bit slower doesn't mean that this isn't conversational English. Like this is uh, at a normal conversation, I could speak at this slow space and still make it where people can understand it and they don't think that I'm chopping it up too much just making sure that everybody follows along and you know can understand the language that I'm speaking little by little we're going to build your vocabulary and your ability to speak English by listening skills so what you do is you listen to English and how it's used in a sentence and there's a lot of other tricks that we use along the way we've covered them in our older podcasts um I've already kind of went over all the different tricks. Um, there's more tricks to it, but every every time I make a podcast, I I give you a little bit more and a little bit more. So now we're at the point where we're starting to read and write English because we're learning a lot of different vocabularies and how the language is used in sentences, and that's just what we want to do is we want to understand the English language in its entirety at the very first couple podcasts at least the first 10 um, we wanted to cover how to use our listening skills to learn the language so you can actually listen to somebody speak the language and just by listening to somebody speak the language, you can pick up vocabulary words and how sentences and structures of a sentence is put together. And then this way, you can see how um, a person would be using the language in a normal conversation. And on this podcast, we try to stick a little bit on the subject of learning English. And then we add other things that are not part of that subject but we try to stay with that subject a little bit so we can always bounce back to it and that that keeps you on the same page that keeps you thinking keeps you thinking about the language and how it's structured it keeps you thinking about you know what you have to do in order to learn the language and there's a million tricks you can do to learn the languages and uh, learning English is not easy like it's not hard but it takes time it takes a long time to learn English it takes probably about two years to be you know able to speak it and understand it to the point where you can have uh, a common conversation with a person and you can feel that your fluency is starting around that point. Two years is usually what 
it takes for a good person that studies the language to learn the language. And what I mean a good person that studies is somebody that actually takes the time and listens to English and actually tries to use it in sentences and you know they listen to the radio or um, read newspapers in English and it's not their first language they don't really know how to speak English yet but they're understanding a lot of the language they're understanding how to start um, structuring it how to put it together how to create something how to make it work so you know we like to use a lot of the same meaning in one in many words to give you an idea of many different words that you can use and they don't have to be big words like we're not trying to use words that are outside of our ability we're just trying to use normal common conversation words and we do that because at first you know you want to learn the basics the basics is what you want to know you want to know what time is it um you want to know how to tell time you want to know your numbers your colors you want to know your dates of the month and days of the week and you want to learn the basic hi how are you doing my name is John, what is your name? Um, how long have you lived in the area or here? How long have you lived here? Um, what do you do for work? What are your hobbies? So those are the kind of things that are going to help you in real conversation because those are the words that are used the most. The the words that are structured in sentences most of the time when you are conversating with somebody a lot of the times you can learn the basics of an introduction to a person when you introduce yourself hello my name is john what is your name oh your name is this this name it could be julie your name is julie hi julie how are you doing my name is john i'm a employee at um let's say ford okay we work at ford i mean we don't work at ford but let's say we work at ford i'm an employee at ford how are you doing i've been here for 10 years see there goes your numbers i've been here for 10 years and i started in 2028 there's another number right so we're learning numbers and it was in may so you learn in a month may January, February, March, April, May. So you know what month that is. And uh, you're learning your months. And then you, you learned how to say hello and how to ask them what their name was and tell them a little bit about yourself. And then they'll be like, oh, wow, um, you speak good English. How long have you been speaking English? And you can say, well, you know, at this point, I'm at my, uh, right now I've been studying for two years. This is where my two-year mark is and I'm starting to actually be able to um, understand the language and speak the language. At my two-year mark is usually where I start becoming fluent and that's where at that point it's up to you 
uh, how much you surround yourself in the language. So the more you listen to it, the more you're going to be able to um, use it. So it's kind of like more more that you input, that you put into it, the more you're going to be able to output, put out of it, get out of it. You're going to be able to use it more. And it's complicated because when you get to the two-year mark, I'm not going to lie, when you get to the two-year mark, it feels like you're no longer learning the language. And what I mean by that, it feels like you're just listening and you're understanding stuff. You're understanding the language, but you feel like you're not growing in the language. And that's the hardest part. You'd be like, you're, you're, you're thinking to yourself, well, I've been studying for two years. And at first, all the stuff that you learned for the first two years is all the basic stuff. So you picked up on it pretty fast. And you're like, okay, now I know all the basic stuff. But the, the meat and potatoes of the language is so um, broad. There's so much to learn that while you're learning, you're feeling that, wow, I don't feel that I'm learning. But you are. That's the, that's the thing I'm here to tell you. That way you know as a language um, you know, advisor, language coach, I like to tell you that you are learning, but you don't notice it like you did at the beginning of the time that you started to um, practice and study the language because you didn't know anything at first. And when you learned three or four words, you were able to count them. You're like, wow, I learned this word, that word, and this word. But once you get to your two-year mark, you can no longer count how many words you've learned because you're actually picking up more words. You're picking up um, you're picking it up faster and faster as you go. You're starting to understand a lot, and there's a lot more you don't understand that kind of, you know, you're like, if I only knew those words, I would be able to, you know, be proficient. But one thing that you have to remember is that we use, you know, some of the words to try to make out the sentence. So, that's how we learn because we're listening and we're able to be self-taught because we're teaching ourselves how to learn a language. We're not just, you know, we're not always learning out of a dictionary because in real life you don't, you don't sit there and learn one word at a time in order to learn a language. In real life you have to be in the language, you have to practice the language, you have to talk the language, you have to listen to the language. And you don't always get to have that translation, but what you can do is pick up the technique on how to self, self, um, I would say, figure out the language. So with the other words that you do understand, so say the sentence has 10 words and you understood six words out of 10. So with those six words, you can kind of almost pick up what the conversation is about. You, you know what the subject is and you know what they're trying to say. And there's only a couple words in that sentence that you didn't understand. Now, you don't always have to pick up every word to learn a language. In fact, you're going to more often than not, so more often you're going to have to just listen to the word and hopefully you can hear it again in the future, in the near future. And if you hear it again, 
then you're like, okay, so that's that's a very important word. So now you start the second time you hear it, you try to second or third time you try to write it down. You're like, okay, this word must be important. They must use this word a lot. So you write it down as best as you can and you look it up in your dictionary. You should have an English dictionary that translates to your native language, whichever language that is. It doesn't really uh, matter. I'm teaching you English, so I'm just speaking English, right? So I'm helping you. I'm guiding you. I'm not I'm not really trying to teach you grammar and punctuation. That's almost uh, impossible on a podcast because you don't get to see the sentence structures, where the commas go, where the periods are. You don't get to see how the words are spelt or, you know, it's just, it's too complicated to just listen to grammar. You have to actually visualize it. You have to see grammar. So there's a million classes out there that, and books and uh, tapes that you can look at learning grammar. What I want to teach you is words and sentences and paragraphs. I want to teach you how to understand them and speak them just by listening to my podcast you're picking up a lot of information a lot of words a lot of sentences and a lot of structure but you're also picking up how to learn um, you're understanding the um, course that it takes that you have to follow to learn English and you can use it on other languages too. So say if you decided to learn French next or um, Spanish or uh, if you want to learn Chinese. So if you wanted to, once you've learned English, you wanted to learn a third language, you know, I say wait about um, three years is a good time where you can start picking up another language on top of it. You don't really want to do it any sooner than that if you're serious about learning the first language because you want to put your listening time into one language at a time. Um, Some people will actually argue with that and they'll say, well, I want to listen to three languages at a time. So your normal language, the one you speak normally, you want to listen to your new language that you're learning. But if you have two new languages that you're learning at the same time, you can get them confused very easily. I've done that. You know, sometimes I'm like trying to speak uh, Spanish a little bit um, too while I was learning Japanese. And it's like, well, it's because I'm trying to translate a different language. And I'm just like, wait a minute, I'm speaking Spanish. That's not going to help. But English isn't going to help either. So now I have to learn the third language, which is Japanese and you don't want to get them all mixed up so I recommend after the third year that's when you're almost fluent you should be able to speak listen and start reading write and everything you should be able to if you took it seriously and you put time behind the language by the third year you should be able to um, speak the language and understand the language about 75 to 100 percent of it or at least 75 i would say um the reason i don't and that's spoken language i'm not saying like you're gonna know every word but you're gonna be able to understand what they're saying even if they throw a word in there that you don't understand because you're gonna get good at 
deciphering um, a sentence, if you understand only 60%, you can make out the rest of it. And that's a skill that you're going to pick up by just listening. So that's called listening skills. And it's almost like it's almost like a puzzle, right? A puzzle is when you put little pieces together and you make one big unit. That's a puzzle. So you have a bunch of little pieces of words, a bunch of words together, and you only understand 60%, right? We know numbers, 60%. And then you need 40 more percent, but let's say you can figure out two, 20% of that. So two, two more words. Okay, well, we only have two words we don't understand. We can, at this point, we can write those two words down and we can look them up in our dictionary or sothoris and figure out what they mean and what are other words that we can use. And are there an easier word that we can pronounce? Is there a harder word? Is, there, is this the best word that I like to use for this sentence? Does it make sense? Um, does it actually fit in the sentence? Because sometimes... Um, in your native language, the language that you already speak, you know, one word fits in a sentence, but when you translate it, it no longer fits because it's more of a cultural, like your culture uses that word for that specific thing. But when you translate it, it no longer means that anymore. It means something else. It's um, it's almost like um, it's almost like a word that only works in that language. If you can get what I what I mean, so we would have to use a whole different word to mean the same thing, and it doesn't translate naturally. So it doesn't translate like a normal like a normal word, if, if you can understand what I'm saying. When I say house, it translates into house. But when I use it in a sentence, um, does it mean house where I live? Or does it mean like house of, of some kind of other orm? Like um, where, I don't know. It's it's very it's very difficult to understand this because it's very hard to understand that sometimes there's words that don't translate properly. And I'm sure you've already ran into this. You translated a word and you looked it up in your dictionary and it means something totally different when you translate it. Well, that's what I'm talking about. So let's not get too complicated. Um, sometimes you'll run into those kind of words and you just have to figure it out. You just have to be like, okay, well, somebody will tell you, hey, that doesn't really make sense. Or they'll tell you, well, we don't use that word in the sentence like this. So they'll correct you. They'll be like, you know, they'll tell you the, the different word that you can use that means what you're trying to, to talk. And that's why you have to talk to people too. You can't just learn a language if you don't talk in in real life to somebody you can learn and understand it but um to be fluent speaker you're gonna have to practice this your tongue's gonna have to get used to the motion the movement the way you breathe changes as you use the new language because you know 
you're going to pause in different places that you would normally be used to. You're going to um, pronounce words that have different sounds, which your tongue will have to get used to. And, you know, it's not complicated once you um, learn the basics, how to pronounce your alphabets and your numbers. and But it's something that you will have to... Um, remember that, you know, your breathing will change, your, your timing of uh, the way you say things will change. And, you know, to sometimes when I ask a question, you know, I can ask you like, is that right? Now, am I really asking you, is that right? Or am I questioning you? That doesn't sound right. Just by saying, is that right? You could be like, wait a minute. He's actually saying that's not right. <laughs> He's saying that I'm questioning your your um, your action. So sometimes just how you say the word, the timing of it, and the breathing will change a question into a statement and that happens in English and that's why it's a hard language to learn because there's a lot of things that don't always transfer the way they're supposed to they don't translate um, the way they're supposed to and they don't sound the way they're supposed to that's English okay so um, that's why it is a little complicated and English isn't the only language like that. I mean, obviously, the language that you speak has the same issues when somebody else tries to learn it. So you gotta, you gotta remember that learning a language is difficult for anybody who's doing it, even if they're very smart and they can pick it up really fast. It doesn't matter. They still have to put the time into it. They still have to put, you know, the practice in and listening to all the different avenues of learning a language which on this podcast we like to say you know turn your radio to that language listen to that language that English language that you're trying to learn um you want to read a little bit you know put your books everywhere that are in English because we're learning English and this works for every language but you know we want to turn our TVs to English we want to watch and stream things now we can stream things so the internet love it right we can google stuff in English we can type in English we can look up our dictionary on Google and English and translator in English so everything becomes English in our lives our friends even on Facebook and in real life, you know, we try to find people that are interested in the same thing that we are. They want to learn English, uh, whether it be at work or for your hobbies when you're hanging out with somebody. Say you like going golfing or you like playing, you know, tennis together. We'll try practicing your English. You know, you don't really use a lot of words in a sport, but um, like if you're playing tennis, you don't really use a lot of words but you use um, English words instead of your native language so if you have a foul you know you can say it in, in, in English you can say fouls where the ball went outside the court okay so 
that's what you can do. You can use all the, the game language and translate those words so you only have to translate maybe 10 words while you're playing. And those are the only 10 words you can write them down. You can put them in your pocket. Um, that's, that's a good technique. Just always have you know, about 5 or 10 words in your pocket that you're trying to learn throughout. You know, as we said, we're writing words down now that we, we're eliminating all the words we know. We're like, okay, well, these are the two or three that I don't know. Write those down. Put them in your pocket. Look at them three or four times a day. And then after three or four days, you can just cross them out, write down some other words, and then keep doing that. And your vocabulary will start to grow without knowing it. By the time, you know, a year goes by, you've learned like thousands of words. And uh, that's the best way to to keep up with your studying, too, is always have a notebook, a little notebook in your pocket. And, you know, nobody has to know that you're learning the language. But um, if you're a little embarrassed or shy, there's people that are shy. They don't want to, you know, let people know this because... They want to wait till they get a little bit better, right? You know, you don't feel uncomfortable. But that's one thing you're gonna to have to get over. You can't, you can't be shy or worried about misspell, mis, mis saying something or misspelling something or miswriting something. You have to, you have to take that with, with the course. I mean, that's part of the game. That's part of the, the learning English. You have to get through the point where you're embarrassed and you have to get past the point where you know you feel like not as smart as everybody else because you got to remember you're speaking a different language you're not this isn't your normal everyday language this is your second language so people know that they can hear it they'll understand it right away they'll be like oh okay so this person you know, speaks two languages, they're going to know as soon as you start talking to them that you're not um, fluent 100% yet, right? That you're working on it. And they people don't mind. They, they'll work with you and they'll, I mean, I've had people draw pictures. We've, you know, wrote down words. We looked up the dictionary together. You know, we, we did everything we needed to do in order for us to learn each other's communications right because that's all it is is different way of communication and learning English is a very important um, tool for your hobbies and your job that's a very important tool for communication with a lot of people that can speak English and that's the thing when you learn a language you want to be able to if it's your second language, you want to be able to use it. You want to be able to practice it. You want to be able to, you know, put it to the test. You want to be that person that speaks that language, right? So you want to put yourself in a position where you can um, be a little embarrassed, you know. You want to put yourself in a position where you can put yourself in a um, confuse, confusion in a confusing situation without without feeling bad about it. You know, the people who are around you that speak English, they're going to want to talk to you. They're going to want you to um, practice. They know it's not going to take a long time for you to um, get over that. It doesn't take too long. It just takes some time. 
and don't feel like you're you're behind because you're ahead you're learning your second language you're not behind anything you're not it's not really a rush it's not in a hurry you're not racing anybody you're just little by little you're learning the skills for a new life for a new language for a new opportunities to be able to um, become bilingual and English is one of the languages that you can practice almost anywhere and there's a lot of people in in the world that have English as their second language and those are the kind of people in clubs and you know different uh, avenues in life that you want to proceed you want to follow those people you want to go out of your way to find those people that are interested in English as their second language and you want to just say hey let's just speak English for the day or let's just talk in English when we're around each other and if we have to translate something or speak our own language we will but we'll come back to English that's the hardest part when you're speaking with somebody that let's say you both can speak French fluently and you're both learning English it's hard not to speak French because it's easier to communicate because you both speak French. So you're going to want to speak French, but to hurry up and get your point across, you want to tell that person what's going on. You want to communicate better, right? So you're going to jump to French. But that's the hardest thing you got to do because if you want to practice English, you have to speak in English. You have to listen in English, and you can't do that if you revert back to your language. So what you can do is only speak English and then if you have a point that's important um, and you have to um, define that sentence or communication what you want to do instead of reverting to French you want to use English and try to describe what you're talking about in English so you want to like say okay well say it in English you're gonna say I'm talking about you know a game that you use a ball and a bat with I don't remember the word what's the game that everybody plays in the United States that has a ball and a bat and you can say it in English right you don't revert to French to say that you say it in English what is the game and they're gonna say well I think it's baseball and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, baseball has a ball and a bat. So you don't have to use your, your native language to say that. You can still say it in English with what you know how to say. And then try to figure out the word. But try to figure it out in English. Don't try to figure it out in your native language. Or you won't practice speaking. You won't, you'll always revert to your native language. If you speak French, it'd be French, right? So what you want to do is you want to speak the language of English to people that can speak it. And you always want to try to find somebody that knows it better than you, right? Because they're going to be able to help you a little bit further and, and, and a little bit further. And sometimes you'll actually surpass a person, you know, because they may just stop practicing they may not use the language anymore they may not 
it may not be their thing anymore. Some people pra- practice for three or four years and then they never use it. They just don't want to or they don't have a need to. They realize that, you know, it was just fun learning the language and they don't really apply it in their life. So they're not as proficient as somebody that could use it at work or in their daily life. You have to use it in your daily life in order for it to um, become a language that um, means something to you. That's why I always say, you know, turn your your TV to English and turn your radio to English and, you know, make your second language, make that your normal language of English, you know, that way you know, you'll you'll know your native language pretty well. You, odds are you were born with it, you know. You lived your whole life with it, so you're not going to forget it. It's not going to be something that you... If you used it till, you know, at least you were 20, you're probably not going to forget about it. You know, if you only used it till you were 5 or 8, then what you want to do is you want to use both languages and you want to jump back and forth. You don't want to just stick with one language and forget the other one you don't want to do that you want to jump back and forth you want to use your second and first language all the time and continue to grow both languages at the same time and once you get to the point where you know you're proficient at both languages then you just want to you know use your language that you're the most weak at the one that you have the most problems with use that one more often try to try to pick that one up try to it takes a long time to learn languages so you know i don't care some people they say oh it doesn't take a long time and you can learn it in a year and you can um you can or you can watch one podcast and you'll know everything and that's not true We both know that or else you wouldn't be on my station because you know that it takes a long time to learn a language and you're willing to do it. That's what my podcast is about. My podcast is about willing to spend the time to learn the language. I know it's been a while since I've done a podcast. I took a little break. You know, it was so hot out here this summer. It was crazy. I was just like, you know, I'm going to take a little break. There's plenty of podcasts on my podcast that people can go back and listen to. And they're they're just as good as the new ones. Um, listening to all of them is a, is a good idea because that's what repetitive um, does. That's what causes you to learn the language is by listening more than just, you know, 15 minutes a week. I think, you know, 15 minutes a day is probably where you want to be if you want to be proficient in a language, if you want to be able to speak, read and write it within two years or, you know, be able to at least speak it and understand it uh, two years, three years, you're going to have to put 15 minutes a day. I'm just going to, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. Um, They just think, oh, I can just listen to one podcast and then they burn out and then they quit. Well, because their expectations are too too great they think they're just going to listen to one podcast and become fluent and that's not how it works in order to learn a language it can take you a lifetime you have to be really committed and my my listeners know that you have to be committed you have to want to learn english you have to want to change your life and be able to 
you know, surround yourself in this language from now on until you're at least fluent, right? And then once you're fluent, then you can you can probably, you know, you don't want to lose it, but you, you want to continue growing, but you can probably, you know, use it when you need it and then learn new words here and there. But you're always going to be learning. That's the, that's the thing about life is you're always going to be learning stuff. And if it doesn't take time and it doesn't or it doesn't hurt or if it doesn't cause you to have a, use a lot of energy then you're probably not doing it right does that make sense so if it's too comfortable you're probably not doing it right you have to make it a little bit uncomfortable by practicing with people by reading by writing when you don't really understand everything you that that's when you have to do it you have to do it when you don't understand it that's that's a you know i just got to get through this part uh, you know the time will pass and the next thing you know i will understand it but i understand that that's not a comfortable place to be it's makes you feel superior or inferior my bad makes you feel inferior like other people are smarter than you but they're not because you're on your second language they think they are because they're like oh this person can't speak english properly but you can speak and listen and read and write more than they can in your language so you're already ahead of them see they can't do that and once you learned english then you're bilingual they're not you can speak both so you have surpassed you know what a normal person would do normal person doesn't learn two languages that's just not common it's not something that everybody can do it's not something that everybody wants to do because it's a lot of work um, but it's fun and it's rewarding and you can make it you know you can make it positive it is a positive thing that's why we do it we don't want to um you know we do it we don't want to pay to do it because it takes a long time we want to figure out free ways of learning the language learn the freeway <laughs> you know the freeway <laughs> sounds like a highway right highway it's a road you know the free way of doing it because it's going to take you a long time and you don't want to have to pay um you know thirty dollars or twenty dollars a week or a month it's just it's too expensive what you want to do is you want to you know use the techniques i told you they're all free nothing costs anything um, and the libraries are always open too and there's a million books in a library that you can read and if you if you even overseas you're gonna find overseas what i mean is not america even in other places you're going to find english books in your library if you have libraries i think most people do have libraries in their area where they have books or at least somewhere you can buy books you can buy an english book um you know if you have a religion you can buy your religion book uh whether it be a bible or whatever it might be it could be um any type of religious material that you like to read and you can do it in your language or you know it could be non-religious material that is spiritual there are non-religious spiritual material like um you know some people like to say yoga could be one thing or stretching or running you know people like different conversations some people think 
baseball is very, or fishing is very spiritual, but it's not religion, right? It's just something that makes you feel good and it opens up your spirit and makes you happy inside and, you know, like karate or baseball or football or, you know, it's almost like a spiritual thing because you're always like, you know, it makes you feel good. You enjoy doing that. You like that hobby. That's your hobby. That's what you like to do. And, you know, like fishing, it opens up nature. You like hiking because you want to see, you know, nature as finest. Climbing mountains, some people love doing that. Some people love playing football worldwide, right? Football is a very big, baseball and uh, American football and, you know, the world football. It's two different kinds of footballs, but I mean the same thing. It's all sport. Um, running, some people love to run, and they can listen to this podcast and other podcasts like it. You know, I don't have a rule that says that you can only listen to my podcast. Actually, I want you to listen to other podcasts too. Just don't forget to come back, that's all. Because um, <laughs> this is a journey that we're on, right? And um, it takes time, and uh, other people can go on their journey too. It's going to take an army to teach you how to speak English. It's going to take everything you got in your body to learn how to speak English. You have to want it really bad. It's almost like weightlifting. You have to do it consistently for years and you don't stop. You just have to keep going. Alright, well this podcast is about developing the language and uh, developing English. English for beginners, English for intermediate and some advanced and you know, we're just working together to understand the the ways of learning English. So thank you very much for coming to my podcast. And uh, we'll see you on, oh, we'll speak on the next one. And you will listen and we'll learn together. Thank you very much for joining me on the journey. And I'm glad to be a part of your journey. I'm very thankful for all my listeners. I just want to say that, you know, I... I have listeners from all over the world, all many different countries. I couldn't even name them all because there's so many of them and there's many people from each country. And I just want to say thank you. I want to say that, you know, together we can we can learn and we can grow. Uh, just let me be a little part of your journey and you can um, listen to other you know, podcasts and listen to music and listen to TV, um, speak with friends and English. But don't forget, if you're learning English, you got to surround yourself with English. So have a great day, night, morning, whatever it might be for you. And I'm going to, you know, keep finding ways to help you. So until next podcast, thank you very much and have a great day.